This week on Auto Catch-Up, Mazda launches a new rotary sports car, Volvo reduces the top speed on their new cars, and parking inspectors make a return. That and more in the episode. All right, well, welcome to another episode. It's me, Ashley Perkins. Uh, no Mick or Joel this week. It's uh, with a few family things on and um, uh, school going back this week. Uh, there's a there's quite a few things happening this weekend, so you're just going to have me. And um, But nonetheless, we're going to get through and um, keep you up to date on some of the key bits of news that have happened uh, this week. Um, this week, I've actually been driving uh, a couple of different cars. Uh, the first one is the Renault Traffic, the uh, commercial van from Renault. And uh, mainly, as I said in last week's episode, it's looking at it from two different angles. One from a commercial car point of view, and the second one is from uh, uh, and the idea of using it, you know, converting into a camper or anything like that. Uh, because the even though we've had a lot of uh, restrictions placed on, on travel and everything like that, uh, it's still very much a popular thing to to convert a van or to buy an older van and convert it into a, into a, a, a sort of camper vehicle. And um, so this week, particularly as I get to drive it more, that's that's the approach I'm taking is looking at, well, how does, you know, how well does that work? What's the practicalities of that um, in addition to the primary purpose of which, um, which Renault obviously had built it for, which is the commercial aspect. Uh, but so far, it, it's actually, it's been a lot of fun to drive. It's um, a few little quirks here and there, uh, but overall, it, it's got a ton of power this this model is the short wheelbase um front wheel drive diesel and um when it's at that you know the early early 40s um it's actually it's not a bad package um and yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to driving more but overall first impressions are pretty good it's got all the bells and whistles that you kind of would want from a vehicle like that it's probably missing one or two uh but key things from a commercial point of view you've got um great connectivity you've got plenty of bluetooth options um but you also have android auto and apple carplay as standard and also this is probably more particularly handy for those with smaller phones um think of like an iphone 8 size or any kind of of those smaller under five inch devices it has a a built-in um car holder uh phone holder sorry and um, so it's something that you can easily um, just place your phone down and, and use that to track, you know, which jobs you've got next or, or whatever. Um, it is a little bit disappointing that it isn't um, bigger or it doesn't accommodate larger phones, particularly if you if you have an iPhone 11 um, or even any similar, you know, Samsung Galaxy device or anything like that. You're not going to fit it into that holder, which unfortunately means it becomes a little bit useless in the way it, it comes. Um, it does look like it does clip off. Uh, so maybe you can get some other adapters or even if you're a bit more handy with a, with a 3D printer, you can probably make your, make your own. Um, but as it is right now, as it, as it came delivered um, as a review vehicle, 
it doesn't fit most of the phones which we've got in the family to be able to test it with. So that's probably the one thing which I find a little bit annoying because I don't, I don't know about you, but for me, I hate having things in a car which isn't useful to you and you can't remove it. Um, so at the moment, it's just a little bit of a bugbear when it comes to that. Um, but overall, it's it's a nice idea. There's plenty of also storage places and um, it's very clever how they've done a couple of bits and pieces to make it more comfortable for the driver um, up front. But the other car that I've been driving is the Kia Sportage GT line. So it is the top of the range uh, vehicle from Kia in that Sportage lineup. It is about 47,000 uh, drive away here in Queensland. So it isn't necessarily the cheap, uh, you know, a cheap vehicle. It is about sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars more expensive than the entry level Sportage, but. It is a very good-looking package. It it has had um, the, the overall design of the Sportage has improved greatly over the years and over the generations, and um, it is a very well put together, very um, upscale feel on the interior. the The finishes are very nice. The displays, the buttons. It has heated, cooled seats, uh, plenty of space throughout. If anything, if you are a little bit taller, the the seats. Um, are a little bit short for your legs. They feel like that you need just a little bit more length on them um, to feel like you're getting, you know, you're being fully supported. But it's one of those things which, you know, as you get going, it doesn't really impact you that great. But it is, it would be nice to have just a little bit more length on that, uh, on the bottom part of the seat for you. It does drive quite nicely. Um, it, it could do with a little bit more power or just a little bit more responsiveness. I just feel like... Um, it, on initial impressions anyway from picking up on Friday the um, it, it could do with just a little bit more um, down low torque um, to really feel like it is you know that Sprite GT type you know um, namesake that it lives up to but overall it looks great it looks very tough um, with the GT line um, bits and pieces the alloy wheels and the styling and the interior it looks very nice and um, looking forward to to, to to learning more about that car over the week as well um, first impressions are, are again quite good and um, I've got a a few people that are quite interested to see how that goes um, and wanting to check it out themselves um, this week but let's dive on to some news. Uh, first up is that an Australian company is, has launched the world's first electric car charging technology. Um, so basically, it's uh, let's have a look. So it's a Brisbane-based company um, that basically allows um, electric car owners to access all public charging stations from any brand provider without the need for credit cards or multiple accounts. Um, so the technology is called Tritium. Um, it, it's got more than 3,000 charging points worldwide. And um, what it looks like, it just allows them to apply plug their vehicle in and charger and automatically recognize the car's built-in cryptographic certificate, creating a secure connection, seamlessly take payment, and activates charging. So basically, it seems to be um, something that allows... Um, basically solves one of the, one of the big problems um, that we face here in Australia is that you can't just turn up to any 
um, any charging network at the moment and just use it. Um, either you have to sign up for a specific uh, platform. Um, so one, a couple, there's a few major ones. One which I've seen in plenty of is um, is ChargeFox. Most of them are actually quite useful. A lot of them have those fast chargers, which is why I'm more familiar with that. Uh, whenever I've used uh, an electric or needed to, to charge an electric car, um, but the the biggest the biggest challenge with them is um, you have to hand over details and and not all vehicles are going to be compatible so I think uh, it looks like that they're, they're aiming to at least bridge that gap and and, and working with uh, with manufacturers as well into providing a more seamless experience because that is a big bugbear um, for uh, for electric car owners, and it's still a bit of an issue these days. Um, but it's good to see a company that is at least taking some steps to 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 allow that um, allow that process to be a little bit smoother, um, which is good. It's good to see. So obviously, it's um, we'll see uh, how that goes. It's for because obviously each company is going to protect, wanting to protect their their own interest as well. So um, hopefully. They they see the um, the benefit of uh, making it interoperable um, for that. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but let's have a look. I'm just looking through some of the just news here. Of course, as we mentioned, um, parking inspectors are going to be returning. Um, obviously, as Australia gets back to work and schools go back. Uh, you know, ensuring that um, parking spaces are made available, or at least the turnover car car spaces are going to be important. And um, so it seems like it, it's if you are taking advantage of the free parking um, within your city or within your town, be sure to pay attention to when your council's parking restrictions or easing um, of those parking inspectors change um, because obviously nobody wants to cop a parking fine, um, particularly during those times. So um, places like the city of Adelaide are incrementally resuming parking enforcement and um, Darwin, for example, have said uh, that when when talking to car advice that they're sticking with the current reduced restrictions until July. So um, just pay attention to when that's when that's changing. Um, as we said, <laughs> nobody wants to be uh, to be caught out with that. Um, but let's have another look at the next bit of news. So obviously, we are about to hit June and. Um, even though everybody's mind has been on uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus, the next bit is obviously um, with car sales being the way that they are, being a bit challenging for for dealers and manufacturers around the place. Um, as we head into end of financial year, there's probably going to be a lot of really good deals to take advantage of. Um, cars Guide have put a bit of a, a list together Um of uh, of vehicles that seem to be quite a good saving. So let's have a look at some of these. So at number 10, the BMW 118i M Sport Auto, uh, normally 
thousand down to forty nine nine hundred um, with the enhancement package, which includes a panoramic roof intact paint and adaptive cruise control. Um, things that you'd probably expect to be included anyway when you're buying a BMW, uh, particularly at fifty thousand. Um, but a four point six percent saving. Um, someone's going to see that and. I would dare say that you could probably negotiate an even better deal than that um, in the current market. But let's have a look. Let's work down the list. Uh, so number seven, the Hyundai i30 Go Hatch Auto, normally 26300 down to 23470 with on-road costs and warranty extended to seven years. Now, out of that, probably the extension of the warranty to seven years is probably the most attractive thing there. Um, that is but that is a 10% saving, even though when you're talking about a, you know, about almost $3,000 worth of saving, it doesn't sound as big, but um, that, you know, uh, 10%, that's not too bad on uh, on that there. But let's work through um, the Suzuki Swift GL that comes in at number three with the safety pack. Um, so that's normally 23365 now down to 19990 um, with full safety suite and sat-nav, saving about 14% now. That's not too bad. The Swift is an excellent car. Um, lots of value, extremely um, affordable when it comes to maintenance and servicing. Um, but just keep in mind that pricing would probably be for Suzuki Australia and um, those living in Queensland, um, they'll probably have a slightly different end of financial year prom- promotion um, just because of the, the the importing arrangements with uh, with Suzuki Queensland versus the rest of Australia. Um, but I expect a, a probably a very similar um, deal to be to be there for those living in Queensland. Um, but yeah, it's an excellent car, great size, um, loads of tech uh, included, uh, typically includes, or um, uh, trying to think the name, uh, adaptive cruise control, as well as well as you know Apple CarPlay and uh, Android Auto as well. Um, so that's a that's a very good deal there. And then we'll also step through the first uh, the top two. Uh, one has been the MG MG3 Excite. You've heard uh, Joel talk very good things about the MG cars at the moment. Um, he's done a bit of uh, work with MG uh, in the photography of it. So if, you, if you're looking at a promotional image, it's uh, I believe that it's probably a good chance that Joel has taken that photo. Um, but that's you've got a 15.4% saving there from 21,800 down to 18,490, um, including on-road costs, and uh, comes with leather seats, sat nav, and a seven-year warranty, and seven-year roadside assistance. Um, so that's uh, for, for under 19,000. That's an seems to be an excellent deal on paper, um, and uh, gives you a bit of confidence for for a seven-year warranty with unlimited Ks and roadside assistance as well. So that's uh, definitely feels like someone standing behind their product. And then coming in at number one is the Nissan 370Z, 50th anniversary in manual, uh, normally uh, 59,000 or just a hair under 60,000 now down to just below 50. Uh, drive away, it's about a six, you know, about $10,000 saving there. Um, and the automatic is now 52,490, including on-road costs. So look, uh, if, if you want a very traditional sports car with uh, with great feel very raw in, in terms of it, it it doesn't come with a lot of bells and whistles um 
it's very hard to go past the 370Z. Um, you've heard Joel and I talk about it uh, very well when we've had a, some some time to, to spend with the 50th anniversary. And, um, yeah, it's maybe maybe the, the, the decals on the outside isn't going to be to everyone's taste, uh, but the interior is definitely, they've done a great job on the 50th anniversary, albeit some bits are feeling a little bit tired, um, even in... Uh, you know what is this special edition but overall great car um if you're wanting to chase that that pure sports car experience um from that so look and some of these deals there's going to be so many more out there as well there's probably going to be a lot of uh deals that that don't get public you know that don't get promoted very heavily out in public so go if you are in the market to buy a car go out to your dealer and um, push for a good deal because i have a feeling that you're going to even even if you're going to you know some brands that are doing better than others such as toyota at the moment i'm very confident that uh that you probably be able to do a pretty good deal on a new car so up next, uh, the new Focus ST has uh, launched here in Australia and I'd love to, to get Mick and uh, Joel talking on this one because this is a, a car that I'm sure both these guys would love as well. But um, it seems like, uh, you know, the Focus ST has a lot to live up to, particularly with, um, with the all-wheel drive RS being very successful in the past but not um, seeing... You know, we're not going to be seeing a new RS come. Ford has confirmed that that's no longer coming. So, um, look, it's a it's a very good looking package based on the photos that I've seen, and the reviews seem to be coming in. Look, um, looking at the which car review at the moment, and because um, we haven't had a chance to drive it yet, um, but the plus and minus so strong, wheeling engine, quick steering, chassis tune and grip, seats and equipment. And in terms of the the minus chassis could use more power, what car couldn't use more power? That's a question I'd like to have answered. And um, bundled drive mode parameters, sub premium interior. Now look, it seems like yeah, I've I've loved uh, the Ford Focus. I've driven the Ford Focus Active, and um, I thought they did a great job with the interior in that one. Um, but it seems like uh, with the ST, it could be improved a little bit more. And uh, the hot the hot hatch area has been extremely competitive. We've we've spoken about it a number of times in the last few weeks. Um, whether you've got the, the you know the looming Toyota GR Corolla. Um, that isn't confirmed, but we're pretty sure is going to be um, coming to existence. Uh, I30N is another one. Um, it's just a, a really packed space, and there's so many good cars in that area. Which you know, if, if you've got fifty thousand, um, you can get a great, um, yeah, a, a great car. Um, you know, also, yeah, so. Um, Specs-wise, max power, you've got about 206 kilowatts, 420 newton meters of torque. It's a six-speed manual. Um, 0 to 100 is in 5.7, which I know Mick will uh, disagree here, but seems slow compared to everything else, even though 5.7 is extremely quick. Um, an economy at 7.9. Now, that's that's the claimed economy, but uh, we know that most people who probably are buying an ST aren't buying it for economy reasons. So it's um, we'll see how 
See how it goes. Uh, Ford, if you're listening, let's book uh, let's book something in, and uh, we'll be able to give our give our verdict. Uh, but let's have a look. Um, speaking of, so I mentioned uh, looking at converting something in the future, and um, the new Mercedes-Benz four-wheel-drive Sprinter-based camper, you know, sort of camper van, is um, the and they call it the Tracker Jabiru. Um, has arrived and um, probably couldn't um, have hit at a better time with uh, with the tracker um, coming. Oh, so they so they're New South Wales based um, and they've just released it. So it's six meters long, all terrain, um, and based on the photos, it's a uh, it's extremely good looking. Um, and I'll throw up some photos, but it's got a, so it's got a, it's got pretty much everything you could need, uh, I guess, to if you are going to be spending a little bit of time off the grid. So the Jabira uh, comes with a 140 liter fresh liter tank, 93 liter fuel tank, um, diesel hot water and air heater, and a 200 amp hour lithium house battery, um, fed by 200 watt solar panels for your off grid adventures. Um, now, having wanting to you know, really spend some time looking at um, these types of vehicles. Um, I can certainly say it seems to have a bit of everything. Um, it's probably just one of these things that it comes in at 195000 and that's that's a lot of money for something like this. Uh, I find um, there's no shortage of YouTube videos out there of people doing very similar types of conversions themselves uh, for considerably less money, and um, some of the results which they achieve are pretty remarkable too. Um, but saying that, this is something that you hand your money over, you get a fully converted van with warranty, mostly, you know, most, uh, most importantly, and um, it's fully set up and supported, ready for you to to hit the road. So there's that advantage there. Um, but I can see, particularly with the international travel hanging um, hanging in the balance at the moment, that this is going to be something which um, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of, um, you know, road trip based uh, adventures. And um, yeah, I think uh, it, it, I'd love to, to have to spend some time in this because um, it seems like the perfect uh, perfect way to get out without going, you know, to that next step of having a massive uh, massive caravan. This is something which you could just pack up, fold everything in, and um, hit the road. So yeah, looks great, but um, comes with a with a huge price. But I'd be curious to know: um, does anybody out there who's listening? Um, uh, what type of road trips would you would you like to do? Um, would taking a, a camper van or a, a converted van um, be on the you know be on the cars for you if that was an option? Um, you know, particularly during this this time as we come out of uh, easing restrictions. So yeah, let me know. Um, shows at dailyautofix.com and um, yeah, would love to to hear uh, your thoughts on on that. So to touch on a few international bits of news, probably the biggest one coming out over the last week has been that Elon Musk has been threatening to move the Tesla headquarters and their factory out of California following the extended shelter-in-place rules. Now, this is something which... So if you haven't been keeping up with this, uh, with the impact of which uh, California has placed on Tesla, so Tesla... um, 
wanted to to keep operating um, during these uh, shelter in place rules. So it's essentially it's like their version of lockdown, and obviously to with with huge demand, with huge uh, order, you know, number of orders to fill. Elon Musk was really wanting to have Tesla operate still and um, ensure that they'd be able to push those vehicles out. However, um, California is is remaining, you know, they, they had to step in and, and ensure that they shut down um, to ensure that their employees were safe and weren't spreading anything. And um, just recently, the automaker had planned to allow just a small number of its factory workers to return on Friday, um, but was warned by their, by their local county health department um, in a live stream town hall meeting um, that such a move would be violating their rules. Now, it seems like that uh, Elon, Elon uh, tweeted out that Tesla is filing a suit against the county and um, basically, yeah, just um, saying that uh, their county is acting contrary to the governor, the president, and the constitutional freedoms and uh, just playing common sense. Now, it's probably a lot of uh, a lot of things that could be said about uh, wanting to get back to work, wanting to to ensure that obviously from his point of view that the company is um, you know obviously able to fulfill his orders to ensure um, that in terms of uh, from a, from a shareholder point of view that that's protected. But it's look. It sucks. The lockdown sucks. Uh, I'm glad that here in Australia we're slowly easing out of that. But it's it's a tough one. I can see why they'd want to move that to to a place that's more um, more accommodating to that. But um, it's it's really one of those things which it's it's not going to last forever. We hope anyway. And um, as long as you know they're abs- you know they're okay cash flow wise, I can't see why that uh, customers wouldn't be willing to accept a, a little bit of a delay. Uh, if you know, if it's to to ensure that their employees are safe and um, not going to be exposed unnecessarily to any sort of risk of catching uh, COVID nineteen, um, so that's uh, one to to keep an eye on. And uh, I wonder how much of it will be posturing versus um, and, and wanting to try and get their way, or if how much of it is actually going to be reality. Now, some news that probably got a lot of uh, Rotary fans excited, but f- will probably feel ultimately a little bit misled, is that Mazda's latest Rotary car is not a real one. It's not a. It's not a successor to the RX Seven. Um, it is a successor, actually, to the RX Vision concept car from the 2015 Tokyo Motor Show um, called the RX Vision GT3 concept, which will be available through Gran Turismo Sport on the PlayStation 4. Now, uh, the Gran Turismo creator, Yamamouchi, says that the RX Vision GT3 concept draws inspiration from the famed rotary-powered 7087B with a four-rotor setup, albeit paired with a newer Sky well, with newer Sky Active Technologies. Um, as a result, the RX Vision GT3 concept punches out 419 kilowatts and spreads its 1,250-kilogram weight 4852 front and rear. Uh, 
obviously a lot of those figures are literally on paper figures because um, nobody will be able to fully experience that car outside of the GT Sport game. Um, but look, it would be absolutely amazing to, to see something like this um, become a reality. Uh, it because it's look, it's it's not entirely out of the question um, or even knowing that we'll see a, a real version of it come out. Um, Bugatti obviously did a Veyron Vision Gran Turismo, which is a real car. Um, they only built one of them, um, but a lot of companies do make somewhat of a concept car version, even if it's not the full power um, but uh, but do make a physical physical form at least to 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 make its way to a motor show. Um, so hopefully at one point we do see that. Um, but at the moment, if you do want to go experience that, the best way to do it obviously is through the the Gran Turismo Sport game on PlayStation Four. Um, but hopefully it's not the only rotary news we'll see uh, in the future. Uh, but on the next bit, this is probably the one that we're going to see uh, flow down here is the the car rental company that everybody knows, Hertz, um, has filed for Chapter 11 uh, bankruptcy in the US. If you're unfamiliar with Chapter 11, Chapter 11 um, essentially is a form of bankruptcy which allows the organization to, to reorganize their debts and to, to ensure that... Um, no large payments will come at once, you know, for example, um, that is going to affect the cash flow. And obviously, during this time, with travel the way it is, um, domestically, internationally, and even in the US, if cars aren't moving, that's cash that Hertz isn't seeing. And so this is um, this is one which is just contained to the US at the moment. Um, and Canadian subsidiaries, it, it hasn't yet reached... Um, international operations, so Europe, Australia, New Zealand. Um, but you can't help but think that, well, other countries, you know, Europe, Australia, New Zealand are facing fairly similar or have gone through those types of things and surely they're um, feeling similar type of pain. And um, But look, I don't know how many people would be surprised, to be honest, um, but it's just one of those things which is a, another um, set of challenges for another automotive-related organization that has to go through, particularly one. It's kind of a double whammy where uh, they need people to, to, to be traveling, to be, to be hiring cars, but they also um, need to keep their fleets maintained and, um, and also fresh. So obviously, as cars get to a certain age, they want to be able to move through and cycle those. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see um, uh, a fleet in uh, in the US, at least, that is a little bit older because of um, the the downturn and obviously the needing to reorganize that debt. But um, look, I don't think really many people are, are that surprised by the you know impact on a company like that at the moment. But next up, uh, this is one to be to be watching. We'll put in the show notes, of course, on the website. Um, but a wonderful compilation uh, this week has emerged of um, 14 minutes of camo- car- camouflage cars at the green hell. So some of the most notable ones have been um, 
the AMG GT Black, the new BMW M3, and um, a whole swag of other other prototypes hitting the ring this week, and um, you know, including uh, what looks to be a Porsche Turbo of some sort, um, new Volkswagens. Um, man, it's always so good uh, to to listen um, to and see obviously these these prototypes that are coming so um other ones other vehicles i've just come across so f-pace svr um as well as the the kona n and even the the genesis gv70 so um the slightly smaller suv that's coming in i assume is going to be another great looky as uh great looker as well um but obviously the the most um, the biggest draw for this one is the the GT Black Series. The it just sounds so good, and I'm am already a big fan of the GT. But it's uh it's great to see a big wing, super aggressive. Even with all of the the camouflage, it's just unmistakable to to see what what is going to be eventually a, a Black Series uh, come through. Even and hopefully it remains real looking exhaust as well. Um, but yeah, that's going to be going to, going to be one to watch for sure. But let's um, let's step on uh, over to a little bit of motorsport, and uh, then I'll let you go back to uh, your work, commute, school, run, or just uh, chill out session from work whilst you work from home. Um, but it looks like the Formula One, the silly season remains. Speculation is still remaining um, high in the air for for Vettel, um, but is also emerged that apparently uh, Fernando Alonso has signed a uh, a basic, I guess you could say, like a, a memorandum of understanding, a basic preliminary uh, contract to show that there's interest uh, to to join um, Renault. Obviously, that's where he, he won um, his uh, his world championships, and um, yeah, look, it's there's also you know Bottas has remained in, you know coming to the pictures. You know he could be another runner to go to to McLaren and and uh, sorry uh, Renault, and obviously opens up the door for Vettel. You know, could we see him go to Mercedes? Um, so that's obviously crazy time and i'm sure that uh we'll start to get some more clarity as that goes but one interesting that that has come out during this during this week uh, has been the uh, daniel ricardo reflecting a little bit um has been looking at the positives of um of this lockdown and the lack of you know the 10 races um, ten, you know, the first ten races, I should say, um, of Formula One being caught off, is that this actually could help him prolong his career because it's it's this you know forced enforced sabbatical has really allowed him, as he says, uh, we've been able to to really knuckle down and set up a real training program that we never really get. Uh, you get it at the start of year, but start of the year but once you get back to Europe and the traveling starts it's so hard to get any routine and consistency where now we've been able to build like an eight-week block as we would call it and starting to see some really good improvements it's just nice to have that time I think part of it is training and being able to have this amount to condition my body and I think the icing of the cake 
of that as well has been we haven't been jumping time zones. We haven't been locked in pressurized cabins for three days per week up in the air. I think the benefit is going to be really nice. And because it's so unique, I think it was really important to maximize this. Who who knows? It might give me a bit more longevity in my career. So seems like it's, you know, the perfect time. Um, it's, it's really helped. I think a lot of drivers are really taking advantage of this, are spending time with family, which they wouldn't normally get to. Um, Lewis Hamilton has really, you know, has also said that he had considered taking a break from F- Formula One and um, obviously having this now is, is kind of allowing him to do that without really missing out on any season of driving as well. Um, normally, these teams... You know, and drivers have an incredibly insane schedule to, to make sure, you know, they get to so 21, 22 races every year. That's, you know, it, it's a crazy schedule to be jumping in between time zones as well. And um, I'm sure it's going to be a very weird time right now uh, for a lot of people. Um, part of that. But at the same time, they're allowing them to, to enjoy that. What we're going to see, and I think it's going to be interesting, is are we going to see some drivers really drop off because they haven't been as serious with their training during this downtime versus some others? Um, and also, are they going to miss some of that driving skill? Are we going to see perhaps even more incidents in the first that first race that comes back, um, whether it's in practice sessions or... Uh, during the race because you know we haven't they haven't raced for for six seven months um that's going to be the really big question around and um i'm sure i can't wait to get joel back to to really dive into this it's going to be a great thing to talk about and um hopefully we have some more um more insight into some you know where some of these drivers are going to be going but let me know uh, shoot me uh, an email, um, shows at dailyautofix.com or flick me a message um, on Instagram or leave us a comment. I'd love to, to see, you know, what driver you would like to be driving where and what team and um, which driver perhaps you think uh, may have some trouble getting back into the season after this time off. Um, but look, let's leave it there. This has been a bit of a shorter auto catch up this week. Hopefully it's caught you up on a little bit of the key news this week and, um, can't wait to have everybody back next week. Hope you're doing well and, uh, enjoying the drive, uh, that you can, um, if you're able to, uh, within the restrictions where you are. But um, as always, if you have questions, send us an email at shows at dailyautofix.com. You can follow me at Daily Autofix. And um, don't forget to jump in and uh, enter our competition uh, to win a Belkin in-car tech pack. Uh, All you need to do is tell us in 25 words or less what Belkin accessory you'd love to have in your car. Um, and you can enter and tell us that at dailyautofix.com slash win. Well, that's it for this week. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care.